Please take your seat. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind, the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I'm standing here today because there was a need for somebody to lead us into an understanding of what this is about. And at the moment, I'm not 100% confident of what I can do, but I am 100% confident that God has a message and he's already delivered it. So all I'm doing now is hopefully facilitating a space where he can continue to speak into you and through you. What we're going to do in a moment is I'm going to share a few thoughts that I have about light. And then we're going to take, pretend that we've moved from here out into the car park no food, sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> to get into one of those discussions that we regularly have there, to talk about a few questions that have been prepared for you to think about, to discuss. And then we're going to have a few moments to share whatever revelation may come from that discussion. Christmas is the celebration of God's light entering the world. So why does that matter? Why do we need light? Because in our world there is darkness. We all have dark days. In Isaiah chapter 9 there's a prophecy there that says the people who walked in darkness, stopping there we go, right, darkness has been around. People have had dark days for a long time, probably since the garden and this being expelled from the garden. Dark days have been around. But the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on, whom, on them has the light shone. So not only has there been darkness for a long time, but there has been light for a long time. If we go back to this reading, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus is the Word, the Word of God. He was with God in the very beginning, and in him was life, and in him that life was light. So light has been around for a long time. In fact, light was created by God with a word. The same word, I'm sure. 
let there be light. And there was. Light needs a power source as far as I'm concerned. For us to produce light, we need a power source. Originally light, yes, was spoken into being by the creative word of God. It was created by the eternal, omnipotent power of God. Light pervades all areas and dispels darkness. It exposes what is hidden and it reveals the truth. Light brings safety, reassurance, hope, stability and balance. Light can overcome fear and prevent us from stumbling about in the dark. It is essential to life, health and growth. You know, you plant plants in your garden or you put them in one place in your, your uh, yard and they never grow straight. They grow towards the light. If they're in a pot, you're always twisting them around to make sure that they look right. But they keep growing towards the light. It's so important to their, their health and growth. There are probably a lot of light symbols or metaphors that I can think of. And I suppose one of them is, you know, it'll all look fine in the light of day. Some of the lights that we're familiar with would be torches, which give a little bit of light, but they also could be an indicator that we, as individuals, are carriers of light. If the tradies in amongst us here will probably know that a laser level is a light that can be cast around a room or a building site that gives a true level or a standard or a trusted point of reference that we can measure from. God's light is a bit like that. It's the trusted point of reference. The word became light. Then there are lighthouses which cast their light far. They indicate danger, but they also advocate and facilitate safety and protection of life. Light is so important. In John 1, oh sorry, 1 John 1 5, it says, This is the message that we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. In John 12, 46, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. In John 8, 12, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the application here is for us to stay near to the light. Find the light in the word, in God's word, in Jesus, the living word. He will illuminate your way. He will grow you. He will heal you. He will fend off the filth and darkness of the world that tries to cling on and bring you down. These are the things that came to my mind when I started to think about light and where it, what its role is and the importance of it coming into our world. We've got to 
a bit of a team effort here too that uh, Jess Miko, who couldn't be here this morning, has prepared some uh, slides with questions. And a, a quote there that uh, is a bit challenging maybe to our concept of what darkness is about. Is that slide two? Yeah. In Advent, we put to all our hope in the sacred blackness of a womb. As we wait, we remind ourselves that darkness, which is often reduced to a trite symbol of sin and death, actually has the capacity to bear the divine. In Advent, we can reclaim the holiness of the dark. This is a quote from a, a group called Black Liturgies. It's a group that express biblical ideas and concepts in verse that maybe challenge our understandings and beliefs of what um, some things might be, and in this case, the concept of darkness and blackness. We need to look at that and consider that because it is referred to later in the questions that are to follow. But what I, what I want us to do is to consider the things that we understand about light and dark, how it's important to us, how it's played out in our life. This is a uh, recent event, or not so recent now, but still within everyone's understanding, I'm sure, of the uh, Thai soccer team that walked into a cave for an adventure and found themselves stuck, slightly above water level, but in a very dark place. What has happened to them? They probably all had phones, you know. They probably had them on for a while to see what was going on around them and they probably all died. Those phones, that is. The light was gone. They sat in dark. They might have lost hope. They might have lost joy. They might have been concerned for their life. But then one day, out of the water came a light, a light from the rescuers, those who were searching for them. The presence of the light, the presence of the light says, it'll be okay. The presence of the light for them says, I've got this. The presence of the light said, I've got you. The uh, theme this year that we've been looking at, come what may, I will run. You don't want to be running in the dark. You'll stumble, you'll fall, you'll hurt yourself, you'll bump into all sorts of things. We need, if we're to run, we need to be in the light. And this Advent and Christmas period, that's been slightly turned up a bit. So heaven sent says, come what may, he will run. There's a new runner in the race. When Jesus came, he came to run for us. He came to run with us. He came as the light to say, I have this. I have you. I will run. Uh, can we put up the third slide there now? All right. So there, there are six questions to prompt your thoughts, your responses. That's just me talking. What's God saying to you about light? What's God saying to you about darkness? Uh, take, a, take a few moments to ponder those, to talk with those around you about that, and then 
If you've got something you want to share or you feel you need to share, come on. I'll give you the opportunity to do that before we round it up and uh, have a time of prayer together. So there are six questions on the uh, slide up here. And I don't care which one resonated with you. I don't care which one you want to speak about. But your opportunity, if you have something you would like to say about light and dark, now's a good time. Dave. Thanks, Dave. I thank you. I'll just summarise a little bit. So we obviously, like everybody, spoke the juxtaposed position between light and dark and where we feel comfortable or uncomfortable, but we found that the dark can be, can be varied, you know. It can be a place that is actually relaxing and time to stop. At the end of the day, it becomes dark and you've actually got to stop and think and, and reflect. The unknown can be daunting, but also when we're suddenly stuck in a dark place, which could be spiritually or physically, it can be fearful as well. But the light, so we discussed around that, but then we discussed that the light, uh, we went further, Frank said, like from Matthew, where we, we are actually the light. So we took it a step further of contemplating what Christ has brought and how he leads us and what example he is but how we, we are the light. And we talked about light uh, being attractive. Uh, we talked about it being intentional, about bringing revelation and direction. Um, yeah. Excellent. So. Excellent. Anyone else? Joel. Um, so we were talking, my, my points on that question as well, where we were talking about what does it mean, um, what does darkness mean, and initially, obviously, we kind of all went to that whole kind of idea of, you know, void of God and in this eternal kind of abyss kind of thing, but then when we started chatting it through, I shared how I feel like um, God's really been training me in this in, in a time recently um, of how to actually hold on to hope and find hope in dark times and that even though we can be in, in a dark place or in darkness, it doesn't mean that we're without God, obviously, at least on earth. And then um, Ruthie had an awesome metaphor, which was the idea of just like putting on your night goggles in the dark and it's like, just still seeing in the dark. It is still dark, there's no doubt about that and that's going to happen regardless of whether you're with or without God, of course. But just that idea of having night goggles on and just kind of seeing through, you know, that those hope lenses, even when you're in the dark and just kind of knowing that because... Um, you know, it's obviously one, it's one thing to know that or read that, you know, in scripture, but it's another thing to actually, to grasp it and walk with that hope in darkness. So, yeah, I feel like that was a cracker question because it's been training me up in that. And so what does darkness mean to you means, in short, I would say a place where we can um, obviously grow closer to God, but be trained up for future darkness where we can um, not only get through it ourselves, but then hopefully lead others people out of it as well. Don't you? Thanks, mate. Very good. There are plenty of stories in the Bible of uh, situations that are pretty dark. Shadrach, Meshach, Meshach and Abednego found themselves in a fairly dark place, although there was probably light around them. 
Daniel was in a dark place. Paul and Silas landed in a dark place. Was God in that place? Yes, he was there also. So he does exist in the dark. In fact, he says, I'm with you always, light or dark. So, yeah. Anyone else? What does light mean to you? What does dark mean to you? How can we press into that light or dark? Thank you, Donna. Um, in our group, we were talking about um, the darkness and how the darkness can um, take us. We're in our life, darkness can take us down into little divots in our life. And we, we were talking about how sometimes when we come out of that darkness and into the light, it's, um, it's to follow Jesus and to be back in the light. But those times make us stronger, those times make us wiser, those times um, aren't... Um, sorry, I've forgotten my word. <laughs> they, <laughs> they make us stronger. So what I'm saying is how we respond to that 10 years ago, that same situation 10 years ago, will be different to how we respond to it now. And that's growing and transforming in the light um, because that's what Jesus does to us. And we were talking about the darkness being at this busy time of the year, um, <laughs> the, the way that we respond to Christmas shopping or the way that we respond to our children wanting things or having better things. And um, um, the, oh, sorry, I'm really losing my words today because um, I'm <laughs> maybe in a dark place. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> thanks, Andrew. Um, um, when, when, when those, those things happen, we know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And so the busyness of all the Christmas hoo-ha that goes on, we know that at the end there's a light, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And some of us are focused on Jesus there. And, um, and sometimes um, some people aren't. So how we respond to those things can be an example to those people around us and to our children and to other, other people in our lives. Um, I do have a, mess, a note from Dave, and he said, um, he was talking about the, um, the natural light that we have in our world, and the natural light does illuminate things. It promotes growth, and it heals us. And in Dave's word, it kills bacteria, because it does. <laughs> He's saying, stay near to the light. Um, find the light in the word. He will illuminate your way. Jesus will illuminate your way. He will grow you, he will heal you, he will fend off all sorts of things in, of the world that tries to cling on to us. And there are lots of things trying to cling on to us in this worldly world that we live in, and it's not all good, so we have to try and filter all that crap away and see Jesus' light and move on in our life and be joyful and be true and stand in the, in the name of God. Um, yeah, and Christmas is going to bring light. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, our street is a crazy one for putting up lights for Christmas, but uh, it certainly does illuminate the fact that it is Christmas, but it illuminates the fact that there's joy in Christmas too and there's a lot of fun in all of that too. Um, just lighting up the way, I came across the, the verses too that... Uh, it says, your word is a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my path. So the word of God is for now, where we're at, 
and also to give us direction and lead us in the right path for where we are to go. His light is to lead us. We are to follow. Light and darkness. We had a little discussion down here about whether where did that whole concept of dark is evil come from? And uh, yeah, I'm not sure we landed on the actual answer to that, but it certainly is something that man has described because we, God lives in that place of darkness as much as he's in the light. He is the source of light. He carries light. He illuminates what goes on. But yet in that dark place, he's still there. Maybe we need to turn to find him in that darkness. Maybe our back is towards him. Maybe that the darkness we feel is because we are the ones looking for a path that's not the one that's lit. So, any other ideas, wish to thought? Yeah. Uh, as you were talking, I was just thinking about the very first line of the Bible where it talks about um, the void and um, the chaos and the darkness and the spirit was hovering over the deep. Um, yeah, so he has always been there from the very beginning in the middle of darkness and brought light into it, but was still there even before light came. His presence was right there. But um, Gav said something that really struck me very profoundly. Um, we were talking about how kids get scared in the dark. Well, I still get scared in the dark. <laughs> but um, then Gav said as he um, tucks Wolfler into bed that um, he always has to leave just a little bit of light on um, because when there is no light in the darkness and there's the void, um, Flair will make up what is in that void and put scary things in the unknown. Um, and I was just so struck by that, that yes, that's what we do in our lives when sometimes we're in a season of darkness. Um, in that void, we can uh, make up things, we can have stories, we can um, cling on to lies, we can have assumptions, we can have all these things in the void that we um, fill in the gap. Uh, yeah, and just that, that um, thought of even if there's just a match of light, that let that be our point. Oh yeah, because Gav was saying that the light is her little point of reference, that even if it's just a, a really, really little tiny dim light, it kind of gives her a reference of where everything is and what everything is. Um, and in our lives to have, to make sure we hold on to that point of reference of who God is and his hope and um, his goodness in the midst of those darkness so that we let that point of reference define um, our darkness rather than filling in the void of um, darkness with, yeah, the unknown and the lies and the things that we can't see. But yeah, it was just such a profound thought of what do we do in the void of darkness? Do we fill it in with um, the scary things or do we like hold on to that point of reference and let that um, reveal and bring light to, to our situations? But yeah, and then we were talking about, I was just talking about winter how um, a couple of years ago I was in a season, yes, of darkness and I was just really convicted that um, like God has left so many lessons in nature and I was like, this is a real season of winter um, but I know that God's put 
incredible lessons within nature for us to learn from and grow from. And so I just researched all the different seasons. And winter, um, yes, can be a season of darkness where things feel buried and alone and under the surface and unseen. But that is actually where conception happens, where new birth and growth and creativity and things actually happen under the surface where things are unseen um, and hidden and in darkness is actually where things are birthed. And I just thought that was such a helpful um, concept to reclaim the season of winter, that it's actually a space of slowing down and just um, even when you're feeling hidden and unseen and um, yeah, alone, that there's, that's where like conception happens. And it was just such a beautiful reminder and then every season leads into the next and no season um, is any more or less powerful. They all have power and lead into the next one. So yeah, that was really helpful. And one last thing is when I was in that, um, I came across a verse that was like so good but so challenging. And it was, my suffering was good for me because it taught me your heart and ways. And I was like, ugh. I hate this, but yes, it's so true. Like any suffering I've been through, yeah, I've experienced God in a completely um, fresh or new or deeper way. And so sometimes the darkness is the space where we see God um, way more clearly, which doesn't make sense. But <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thank you. Anyone? 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 Yes. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, we were discussing that um, everybody's going to go through hardship. It's clearly stated in the Bible that it's not just a straight, narrow road. So we're all going to go through the hardship, but basically it's your faith that's really going to get you through it. I don't know how many people you know that have been so pumped up, something's gone wrong and they've fallen over. But you know what? Everyone in this room should give credit to themselves. You know why? you haven't given up and you've touched other people and you probably don't even know that you've touched other people it's just like the guys in the band get up here and play week after week put effort into it they touch us all our leaders Andrew's stepping up today you know sharing like he probably didn't want to do it realistically he loved it okay you loved it Andrew well done Andrew but you know and giving your time, like there's so many people, you know, we're, we're relatively new to this church. We've always been a Christian for a long time. And to be made welcome by people is just unbelievable. You, it's, it's a credit. And I don't think you give yourselves enough credit. People, you switch lights on all the time in people. It could be just a damn little word you said to somebody, I'm going to pray for you. An amazing light switches on in that person's life that someone absolutely cares about them. It could be you're doing work for the church. It could be, you know, a small thing. You might be gifted as a builder or whatever it might be. You go out of your way to do something for the church. That's a gift that you've got, but you're sharing it. And it's not sharing it for one person, you're sharing it for each and every one of us in this room. So I just think that, you know, you're going to go through the tough times, but you've got God on your side. 
And don't ever forget it because he's, as we've always said, he's never going to leave us. So why not give him praise and give it to him instead of us trying to do it ourselves? So much easier. And I, I just enjoy it. I think it's, it's great. And I think, you know, that God is always with us. It's so clearly stated in the Bible. And what we do here best is we preach from the Bible. We don't make up stories. We preach from the Bible as it's written, and that is the only way it should be. So, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Paul. And there goes a bit of light now, that word of encouragement. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for making that work, for being open to think, to work through what those questions were, to ponder over this concept of light and dark, to share it in your smaller group and then with everybody else. I hope there's been a learning for you in there, that something new has come your way, that there's been a light of revelation on you and in you. The darkness can be, for all of us, at this time of year or any other time of year, when we are unwell and phys physically weakened, when we are separated from others and so feel alone, when we are just worn out, when there's an overwhelm of things coming in our direction which we feel we need to handle all on our own, when it becomes too much, it's a dark place. I want to pray for everybody in this. When I walk in the morning, I have an hour and a half of worship music rat rattling around in my head as I wander around the streets in uh, Sutherland. And this particular song that I'm going to share with you as a prayer came up on my playlist twice on Friday and twice on Saturday. Random. But it's a great song. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That Word was Jesus. In him was light, life, and that life was the light of all mankind. So I'm drawing the this equals this equals this. So the Word is Jesus. Jesus is life. Jesus is light. What word is the answer to the question about light and dark? The word is Jesus. And I want to speak the name of Jesus over each and every one of you. When this song plays on my playlist, I rattle off the names of people who I think need a prayer. People I know who are sick, people I know who are hurting, maybe some people who I don't know very much, but they're on my heart at the time. And I just say their names. And the song plays speaking Jesus over them. It's a simple thing to do for me, and it means I can still concentrate on where I'm walking and I don't fall over or I don't run into anything, but I want to take the opportunity to speak the name of Jesus over each and every one of you this morning. And I hope that that brings light into your life too. So if you'd like to... Bow your heads and think of people while I'm saying this who you think need Jesus, who need the power of his name in their life and over their life. Receive it 
believe it. Dear Heavenly Father, I speak the name of Jesus over you. In your hurting, in your sorrow, I will ask my God to move. I speak the name because it's all that I can do. In desperation, I seek heaven and I pray this for you. I pray for your healing, that circumstances would change. I pray that the fear inside would flee in Jesus' name. I pray that a breakthrough would happen today. I pray miracles over your life in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I speak the name of all authority, declaring blessings, every promise he is faithful to keep. I speak the name no grave could ever hold. He is greater. He is stronger. He is the God of possible. Come believe it. Come receive it. Oh, the power of his spirit is now forever yours. Come believe it. Come receive it. In the mighty name of Jesus, all things are possible. I pray for your healing, that circumstances will change. I pray that the fear inside will flee in Jesus' name. I pray that a breakthrough would happen today. I pray miracles over your life in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen.